0: Hi there. My name is Eddie Gazani and this is Talking Music, a show where I get to jam and chat with incredible musicians about music and life in music. Don't forget to push the follow button so we can trick the algorithm into loving the show. And if you really want to support the project, please go to patreon.com talkingmusic talking music. Enjoy the show.
1: Thank you, thank
0: you, thank you. <laughs> <Woof>. <laughs> wow. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Music. And I'm here with my incredible, talented friend, Cameron De La Vega. Cameron is a guitarist, a composer, a bass player, a drummer, an incredible musician with so much uh, creativity in his soloing and his expression, and it's just so much fun and a joy to be around. Cameron, thanks for being here. Thank you very much. How cool. My pleasure, my pleasure. What a beautiful song, Sahara Swing. Sahara Swing. Yeah, so what's the inspiration behind this amazing piece of music?
1: Well, the name, it's always hard to find a name of something, I I think, sometimes. But the name Sahara Swing kind of has a nice ring to it. But I guess the meaning behind it is that the. The uh, the tune kind of goes a little bit sort of sideways harmonically into the Middle Eastern kind of realm or uh, yeah. the North African thing, you know, yeah. a little bit. Yet it still retains that sort of light happiness of the gypsy swing. Mm. So having that sort of that movement from really happy to all of a sudden really intense, you know. Uh, <laughs> totally, yeah,
0: it is, right? You know, it
1: has that little bit of that going yeah. all the way through, you know, so it's sort of flipping from one to the other. Um, so, yeah. But anyway that was that was kind of the inspiration i guess behind it, you yeah, know, was that, um, I love it. yeah and i guess you know when we talk things. about like i
0: guess you know this gypsy swing stuff and gypsy jazz you've got to mm. talk about jungle reinhardt right that's right absolutely
1: yeah, yeah he's everybody's hero yeah, yeah he's exactly. the, the founder of the style and um i think uh possibly you know one of the greatest talents oh, still absolutely, yeah you know absolutely. Of the style of music yeah, yeah, yeah he, absolutely. He, he, He's, uh, you know, you go back and you listen to some of his solos, and you're yeah. like, wow, man. Now it's like endless he... studies, right? Yeah, like, yeah. how amazing. did he do that? You know, yeah, it's so creative. Uh, so yeah, it's a great style, and it's become very so, popular over the whole world in definitely. the last, you know, ten to fifteen years. I think was the real explosion internationally. Absolutely, Although it probably yeah. was going on a lot in in, yeah. in Europe with the gypsy guitarists. Uh, you know, since the time of Django. Yeah, absolutely. And they have a very kind of up, specific
0: yeah. guitar as well, right? Yeah, so these right. are just like yeah. the Selma style guitars. Yeah. You know,
1: this one's made by Mateos in Spain, wow, actually, yeah. the Spanish version. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the idea, I guess, behind these was they were built to to be heard in the big bands. Ah, okay, you know, so sure. if they had horns and, you know, drums and course, everything yeah. going and there was there was no amplifiers. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, uh, at the time, yeah. that they were trying to develop an acoustic guitar mm-hmm. that would cut through a little bit more than, say, the arch-top, like the carved-top, yeah. yeah. uh, F-hole guitars yeah, of yeah, the time. Sure. They, yeah. they sort of had a bit of sound, but they didn't yeah. have the same kind of light vibrancy yeah. of and these. they
0: almost sustain Like, for example, if I play an A here, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And play an A. It's just got that sharper, sharper higher sound. Higher sound so yeah, no, yeah, I think originally they were designed with the larger sound hole and the shorter scale, mm. and that became yeah,
0: like even more sound, right? Or,
1: well, that kind of gave you a bit more bass, but didn't give right. you that like cutting sort of high register right. that would so cut the, through the, the sound. So the gypsy
0: guitars with the little hole, they're more for soloists, and the bigger one in for way, rhythm. In a way, yeah. yeah. I think
1: traditionally that yeah. would have been the go, but yeah. I think more recently, you know, people use either because of amplification and. Just tonal qualities of yeah, instruments, yeah. you know, the actual being able to play loud acoustically is an advantage, you yeah, know, if you're playing with a trumpeter. <laughs> 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 but, um, but, you know, having, yeah, a, that having the long that. scale and the small sound hole sort of just uh, amplifies the, the higher mid-range and the yeah. treble sound a lot yeah. more, so uh, okay. out of the box, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, they, um, yeah. they're a fantastic little instrument, you know, and they, they have this specific sound uh, yeah, that exactly, is yeah. gypsy jazz, I yeah. guess, and it really evokes that era of that 1930s Paris Café swing mm, kind of music. Totally, you right. Know, that, uh, it, you know, that... Everyone dressed up
0: super chic, smoking cigarettes, Yeah, that's right. martinis or something. Absinthe. <laughs> Absinthe, Absinth. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so yeah, insane. So, so yeah, it's a, it's a cool.
1: style, it's a thing, and it's, you know, they, they're not much good to do any other style of music on, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> but they are just, they nail it for the Gypsy Jazz, absolutely, you know, absolutely. like, certainly you can do things with them, but yeah. uh, but but they, uh, that pure Gypsy guitar tone is really uh, unique. something unique to yeah, Gypsy absolutely Jazz gypsy guitar style. music, yeah, yeah of, of course, you know. course, you know, so it's, it's got its thing, Very you know, swing guitar, yeah.
0: Totally. But I wanted to go back, I want to talk to you, like, understand yep. where the de la Vega comes from, like, how do you, did you become a musician? Like, did your parents play music? Did you start no, as a No, actually,
1: I was more, really, the black sheep of my family, oh, really? I okay. suppose, you know, we kind of, we, we come from multi-immigrant background, yep. you know, we have Spanish, and we have Polish, and we have Scottish. Wow, okay. And, you know, we were, I'm second generation, so my parents were born in Australia. Okay, yeah. So... Uh, so we grew up really as Aussies. Okay, you know, yeah. Sure. And, awesome. uh, and uh yeah it was kind of weird that, you know, we didn't really have any connection to our ancestry mm. uh, culturally yeah. at all yeah. really when we grew up here. Yeah. So, you know, as you become an adult and, and start playing music and you know, kind of feeling your way through the society and you think, Mm, there's something's missing in my yeah. in my uh Yeah my adventure here so yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah when I first went to Europe went to Spain and uh, discovered the flamenco guitar really it was was the one that really caught me I think first yeah. you know I already been, been playing guitar and yeah. other instruments for some time but
0: yeah, because you like play drums as a kid. yeah bass, well originally like, yeah, yeah originally I, story, I right was first.
1: totally into rhythm yeah. I think um, and that's how I got into playing drums yeah and uh, when we were like at school I would have uh, a friend from another school who played drums. And he was like the guy who was my inspiration, I guess, yeah, you know, because sure. he played, he'd been playing drums for some time before I even had played a drum kit, you know, yeah. and um, and then he was in this band with the school and there was a singer and a guitarist and uh, him on the drums and they'd have these, these, you know, weekends up at the property where they'd have rehearsals, you know, yeah. which was basically a chance to party, you know, but, <laughs> and play music at the same time, you know. And uh, so the singer, he would have, he had a bass guitar and a bass amp there, mm-hmm. ready for this bass player who never kept showing up. You know, <laughs> weekend after weekend, he wouldn't show up. <laughs> so uh, one time, after about that happened two or three times, and I was like, oh well. I said to the guitarist, why don't you just show me you know, where to put my fingers and I'll try and play the bass because yeah, yeah. I'm just sitting around here listening to you guys play songs yeah, yeah. without a bass player.
0: Wow. But did you already play like a little bit of no. guitar and no, stuff? Nothing. nothing. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. So really...
1: he just showed me where to put my fingers yeah, and yeah. How, how to play the notes and, yeah. and I was like, I kind of had the gist, you know, mm-hmm. just naturally, I think. Yeah, I remember, I think I, I really impressed my drummer friend at that time, because I got on the drums for the very first time on his drums yeah. and just started playing a beat. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, oh, how'd you do that? And I was like, oh, <laughs> no, I just watched people on, you know, yeah. you'd watch Rage or yeah. MTV or whatever it was at the time. Mm. It was Saturday morning music yeah, show yeah, that course. was on, you know. I'd be up always to watch mm. uh, the video clips, you know, yeah. of the bands that were around, you know, uh-huh. all the Aussie bands at the time and um, so that's how I got into playing string was really by default because you know I would go to these jam sessions just because I was into drums Mm. and then after that you know happened that I they needed a bass player and I started doing that we did a few gigs and we that was you know around the time of oh you know it was high school but Mm. yeah it was still pretty crazy i suppose yeah cool but, and uh, what kind of music were you guys playing uh, at the time? well actually we were into all kinds of things I love the police you know ah, because uh, yes, you know Steve i love stuart and, copeland and
0: andy Summers. yeah he's great he plays gypsy jazz as well i didn't know yeah um, yeah you have yeah. seen a yeah. friend of mine from brazil uh, this guy um, Uh, It's got this video of him uh, with Andy Summers playing nuages. Yeah, this guy. His name is Beto Lopez, Brazilian guitarist. He's a monster. heard of that guy. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's a great video. Check him out, Beto Lopez. You know, kind of like destroys. So (laughs)
1: Police, The Jam, Paul Weller. I don't know if you knew those. It's kind of mod music, you know, because the guys in the other in the band they were kind of into that stuff. But it was like good because it kind of had a bit of a scar element. Yeah. Bit reggae yeah but it was it was a really key, music with yeah. attitude yeah. and a lot of energy you yeah, know absolutely. and so we were right into playing drums like that like okay, Stuart right. Copeland was the, yeah. was the hero oh, at really the time, oh, okay
0: awesome. was
1: the police drummer you know fantastic and uh, so that was kind of how we started and then that guitarist he had to go back to Scotland and mm. he he left and went back to Scotland and uh, I was like oh well, I'll play guitar for you guys you know <laughs> and I already was getting into the guitar by yeah. then because I was like oh bass is fun but at the time, you know, it was like you kind of needed a band to play the bass. With, yeah, of course. Sorry, know, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, was generally Personally, the yeah. feeling, you know, with the electric bass. And uh, if I got the guitar, I can play songs on the guitar, you know, and play so, chords yeah. and stuff. So yeah, I was yeah. quite into the idea of being able yeah. to play harmonies so, by myself, yeah, you know. Of course. So. And uh, so I got into the guitar. Got into all of the guitar heroes of that era, you know, Jeff mm. Beck, Jimi Hendrix, yeah. and and then the 80s stuff, you know, the yeah. Shredders, you know, yeah. so all of those guys were really inspiration, Eddie Van Halen and yeah. stuff, and uh, so I'd, I'd practiced that stuff relentlessly, you know, I'd, I had a job when I left school, and um, and then uh, I'd come home from work and I'd, you know, eat dinner and then I'd practice until like 1am, you know, when you're wow, young you can yeah, exactly, to sleep, yeah. you know, and then... <laughs> Uh, Not like now, now we need to sleep. I
0: know, Um, right, so
1: sad. So so, yeah, I would do, practice all that stuff and then uh, some other friends, you know, we were in the circuit band thing yeah. around that same time. Did
0: you have teachers, did like, uh, or did you just like practice uh, by yourself? I did have
1: a, I did have one guitar teacher at the time who was a bit of a shredder as yeah. well. So he kind yeah. of got me into all that stuff, okay. like Ingwer yeah. Malmsteen and
0: yeah.
1: and uh, and the uh, the other guys and um, Satriani and all that stuff. <laughs> cool. So that was fun so too. Electric electric. So electric guitar stuff. Straight to electric. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And that was really fun because um, it was also quite, you know you had to kind of know what you were doing to be able to play some of that stuff. So, yeah, so it was a lot of sort of woodshedding to, to figure yeah, out the, how yeah. to play the guitar, you know, yeah. and how to actually make it all work. So that took a lot of time, you know, and, and uh, effort just. But it was like your passion, you know, if you have that passion. You know, you just, yeah. You're determined to, to learn something. You, yeah, yeah, you just totally go hard yeah. until you can get it. Yeah. you know. Uh, it's
0: and funny, then, and you had that you had that passion in a sense. You know, this you know, my favorite composer, Brazilian uh, guy, Tom Jobin, yep. used to say, you know, to to be a musician, to get into music, you gotta be a little bit crazy, yeah, right? Because oh, yeah. why yeah, would you yeah. be there in a room practicing it's guitar obsessed, when you can be yeah. girls, you know what I yeah. mean? at the beach playing soccer chasing up girls. It's yep. funny. It's right? the end goal, you know. You yeah. could, but you do you
1: see that oh, I need to do this in order yep. to get to there, but mm. but at the same time the process becomes quite you know, fun. It is, and right, yeah, exactly. That's, the, that's really the journey, you know. A, yeah, and um, so then I got into a funk band. Um, <laughs> really? So was, I loved uh, the funk guitar because it was rhythm, you know. So funk guitar was always about playing really good rhythm yeah. guitar, you so know, and these guys were yeah. it was sort of soul and funk, you know, because yeah. we did a lot of the James Brown and Aretha Franklin, Otis Redding, yeah. uh, a bit of Chicago Blues. That yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. So I was right yes. into that style, and yeah. uh, and then got into the Bossa Novas as, well as well. Out of that, well, so right. so then yeah, we mentioned Joe Bim, and yeah. you know I ended up learning many of the Joe Bim repertoire and, uh, and nice. other stuff. So I was really loved the bossa nova thing, and that yeah. kind of got me into the acoustic guitar a little bit too, uh, yeah, you know, the nylon yeah. strings. Yeah, uh, and then. Um, yeah, you know, we were on tour all around everywhere those days in the early 1990s. Mm. And um, we met a couple of guys on Christmas Island, actually, mm-hmm. who were playing sort of a little bit rumbas and you know, a little bit, sort of a mix of pop music and, and yeah. rumbas. But one of the guys, the lead guitarist of that group, he said, oh, have a listen to this. And he gave me a cassette yeah. that had Paco de Lucia on it.
0: <laughs> and of course, wow. once
1: I heard that first time Paco de Lucia, yeah. That was like, wow, well, it's the end of my life wow. as I know it. Yeah. And the start of something new, you know. Yeah, so absolutely. that was what gave me the bug of the flamenco thing yeah. and then going to Spain and kinda of getting a little bit in touch with the roots there.
0: Yeah
1: really got me into flamenco guitar. Would you find a, there was get, getting together
0: with your yeah. own roots and your own kind of identity, your you know, cultural identity, you think, or no? Or
1: no. I mean, sometimes that might have something to do with it, that yeah. European uh, element. Because you, you had, like, grandparents
0: to Spanish or something like yeah, that? Uh, yeah, one, yeah. That one, yeah.
1: So, but, you know, in the end, like, your blood doesn't make you yeah, exactly. what you are. It's Certainly. your determination to yeah. do what you want to do yeah, in your life that exactly, actually yeah. makes you good at something. Absolutely. You know, yeah. not where you're from yeah, or, or totally where yeah. your parents were from, where yeah. your grandparents were from. Of course, yeah. So, you know, because we didn't grow up yeah. with any of that. You know, coal, yeah, We yeah, just sure. grew up here going fishing and... Yeah living on the beach in the summer Ah, and then, you know, traveling. And you
0: feel comfortable with then so that's who you are, do you know what I mean? That's all we knew, you know, know, that's how we grew up, so. beautiful.
1: Uh, And then just discover things as you go and, you know, I think with music, I think from a very early age though, I thought, I'm going to be a musician. You know, I don't want to waste time working.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Hey? Yeah,
1: I don't want to waste time yeah. having a job. Do what you love. You know? and uh, never
0: work a day in your life. You know, exactly. You know, yeah. yeah. So that
1: you know, it does ring true. You know, yeah. I mean, you, you, it's a sacrifice because you know a lot of that early, you know, in my twenties and thirties, I guess. You know, I spent a lot of time where where I really just was surviving. You know, mm. you didn't really earn money. You didn't really have enough to in any savings or anything. You know, yeah. you would just survive day to day. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I guess. You kind of can do that, can't you, when you're in that situation? Yeah, of course. And uh, then you end up at the point, Some part it just sort of happens, you know, and like one thing I would say is that, you know, I just always had that in my head, you know, many people have said it over the years is mm-hmm. that if you just focus on what you really love to do, mm-hmm. then all the other stuff will yeah. just come. Absolutely, you know, yeah. You know, whether it's uh, an yeah. opportunity to work for, yeah. you know, do what you like for money Absolutely. or, or uh, you know, the success, if you like, yeah. of, of life. Wasn't it it 11, comes to you, know? to you anyway.
0: Then you know that saying that Bill Evans said: "If you look after music, you know, music yeah. will look after you." Exactly. Said, Pay respect yeah. to music. Do your hard work. Do your practice and stuff.
1: And it's that in a way. In Committed a to a hundred percent, and you know. And I'm part and part of that that I've noticed even here and uh, playing this this kind of music and or uh, these types of music mm. is, is that really I would say zero percent. Of work that I do mm. comes from me asking someone for a gig.
0: Yeah, cool. You know what I mean? Same, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, it's totally, yeah. 100% yeah. word of mouth yeah.
1: or people have seen you before. You yeah, know? totally, yeah. You know, if I go to ask someone a gig, yeah. they usually just don't even reply. Yeah, you know? yeah it's true. It's but then the same person will walk past you yeah. the next day and so you're, you're playing, playing and, go, and go, my God, yeah. oh, I'd love you to play at my place. You know? yeah, Here's sure. my card. You know? yeah. Okay. So that happens, yeah, yeah, all the time.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. And
1: that's the story, you know, and so the journey continues. Here mm-hmm. yeah. we are, we keep playing, you know. Yeah. Now we're busier than ever.
0: I know, mm-hmm. It's crazy, right? And I was going to ask you, like, about your... Do you have, like, a practice routine? Well, you know, like, what would you uh, advise for young musicians? Like, I, how, how should we, you know, should we practice every day? Should we not practice? I remember, I'll tell you a story once at a conservatory. Yep. I was doing a, doing a voice uh like A bachelor in jazz voice. Yep. <laughs> it was so funny. I was kind of always feeling guilty. I was like, man, I'm not practicing enough. Do you hmm. know what I mean? Hmm. I was like, you know, we practice an hour a day. But then I was doing a lot of gigs. Hmm. But I went to my teacher, I'm so sorry, I'm not practicing enough. She said, Eddie, hmm. how many gigs do you do a week? so oh, Two or three. Like,
1: that, that, that's practice. your practice. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they always say so it's worth uh, an hour on the you know, stage is worth 10 hours. 10 hours in, in the, the studio, in the bedroom, right? You know? exactly, yeah, Um but yeah, I think that's definitely true.
0: Yeah, because and only like athletes in a sense, you, know what I mean? you really got to look after your body. You got you to gotta keep training, you know what I mean? Like if we don't practice our scales yeah. and stuff, we tend to fall a little bit I think back. so
1: too, yeah. but I also think uh, I probably don't practice that rudimental stuff as much anymore. Sure. But I have done a lot of it in the past. Yeah. So, you know, I would think the best advice you could give anyone starting out would be don't overdo yourself. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's because because people think, ah, oh, it's a monumental thing, and I've yeah. got to you know spend ten hours a day practicing, right? Mm-hmm. But if you spend one good quality hour of practice a yeah. day, yeah. you know, and do it regularly, it's like going to the gym. You can't yeah. go to the gym for three hours yeah. once a month. Yeah, you know, you've got to do your ten minute bloody. Yeah hit workout yeah sure you know, yeah. Once every day, a day.
0: exactly you, know what I mean? you do
1: the same with uh, practicing an instrument yeah. and you get results you know slowly more more quickly actually more than you think but you know yeah. but it's that slow and steady rather than try to do it all at once and then not do anything you know yeah. Uh, so yeah i think technique for any instrument we all have our technique that we have to work on you know yeah. um guitar particularly is is the touch, especially with if you're right handed, it's your right hand, yeah. is the touch, whether it's with pick or fingers, mm-hmm. that's what creates your tone, because you're in direct sort of contact with the sound source here, yeah. like a piano, for example. Yeah. And so, stringed instruments of any kind, are really about how you, your tone comes from how you. Touch the strings, you absolutely know. right. And, uh, and yeah, that, if your nails
0: are a little bit longer, if your nails are shorter, or we'll tackle yeah. peak as well, yeah, it all makes a difference. Like that, and so and really. even
1: the action. So, so I do work a little bit on 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 that, you know, over the years, probably a lot, but not mm. so much now. But it's just getting that that touch right with the yeah. pick, you know, like uh, with gypsy guitar, it's really about that downstroke, yeah. playing down on the string, you know, yeah. and resting, yeah. and then the upstroke, kind of pulling the string. So even that little. Can really get it to 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 move along um, and then rhythm I think is the most important mm, really exactly. because if you can practice yeah. anything that you practice with good yeah. rhythm it doesn't really matter so much especially in improvised music yeah. like jazz or or anything that has an improvisation yeah. you know we don't have to technically play exactly the right notes all the time yeah what we need to do is whatever we do is to make it groove Totally, yeah. absolutely. and if we can do that you know that's the real important part which is why I got into music I guess in the first place was the drums and the rhythm you know and then so cool, and yeah. then this type of music gypsy guitar, gypsy jazz, flamenco has yeah. got this spectacular oh, rhythms absolutely, to them, you know, so you know like a, applied to the guitar
0: when uh, I did a, a research project for my masters uh, a uni and I I such okay, how can I impart, how can I teach Latin music for students? So what I did, I interviewed, you know, all the Latin, you know, like Cuban, Brazilian, all different Latin music teachers. And it was so funny, the thing, the main challenge that, that, that everyone shared, the same thing, was how to teach rhythm. Mm. Because in those mm. cultures, especially like in Brazil and Cuba, mm. it's it's very subtle, you know, very mm. like all the nuances. The syncopation. You need, the syncopation mm. you really needs yeah. to practice. You really yeah. need to know. Yeah. It takes years to develop. Yeah. So that, that, that what it's what they found. You know, the hardest thing to teach is rhythm, yeah. rhythm yeah. and yeah. rhythm, right? So you need to Be- take. Because a, yeah,
1: what to play, everyone yeah. can kind of learn what to play. out there of the internet now, especially you know more than what we had when we were growing up. Yet, how to play it is. That's where the, you can learn really from the masters. They, ne- they need to, you know, come and see you play and yeah, fix absolutely. up what you're doing. You know, but the other great thing to do there is record yourself and listen back because mm. then you hear what's working and what's not working. You know, so re- I think recording yourself regularly is another great thing for improving what you do. You know, if you you, know, you play a gig and then you've recorded it, you go back home and you're like. Mm.
0: Oh, don't do that again. You know? <laughs> I'm not going to do that again.
1: You know? And so you do, you start to filter out the things you don't need in your playing, Absolutely, you know, because, yeah. because a lot, especially with the faster rhythm music, you know, there's... You don't need to do too much, yeah. really, you know. Certainly. But doing the right thing is, yeah. or doing something that just like fits and Absolutely. you know flips yeah. the song to the next yeah. part. You know, that's exactly. that's the trick. Absolutely, that's the trick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there uh. you go. We gave you our secret. <laughs> yeah. so. so go home and practice that. But yeah. wait, let's go back to Spain. I just thought about Spain. it because you bought yep. your beautiful brother flamenco guitar, beautiful yeah. flamenco guitar. Yeah, yeah. So
1: I compose a lot of music for flamenco as well. Yeah. I'll grab it for you. Here you yep. go. Yep. You can well, put that one yeah. there. Put and uh um, she's gorgeous. It's she's like red. a different, Look at that. different uh beast altogether. <laughs> uh so same I guess the the same thing applies to flamenco, you know, it's it's slightly di- the difference I I think between jazz and flamenco music is structure, yeah. really, you know. And and certainly the complexity of the rhythms and the under, the fundamental of the rhythms and stuff. Yeah. Um but you know in a whole in a, in a flamenco show you would probably find that structure is the thing that holds it all together yeah so wow. you got this lot of little sequences and you just kind of learn hundreds and thousands of little sequences. Wow, that's Over time you build your own.
0: Yeah. What about the dancers system. with their feet? Are they like it mm. feels to me like they're like percussion percussion oh, right? yeah. like well, making yeah, yeah. music with you guys. Well, they, make right? sound, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they make a lot of sound, <laughs> yeah. They make a lot of sound. Yeah, it's and
1: uh, yeah, so it's definitely like a tap dance yeah. bass, I yeah. guess you could call it. Mm-hmm. But you know, it has that thing that's sort of rooted in the in the compass they call mm. it in flamenco, which is the un- the core rhythm of the particular song forms, mm, you know. Cool. And then uh, that's the game, really, is yeah. we, we play our sequences and make them groove within the compass,
0: Beautiful.
1: and uh, and it's change all the time. You know, yeah. a lot of the time in a flamenco show, yeah. where you have dancers and singer, we are changing all the time.
0: So to say changing, it's like improvisation. So there's a lot of improvisation. Not really theme?
1: improvisation as such. It's yeah. not improvising like in jazz. Yeah. You know, where sure. you have uh, in jazz, you would have a form. Yeah. That's kind of the same all the time, you know, yeah. at least harmonically and lengthwise. Mm. And you repeat that, and you might embellish the harmony yeah. uh, differently each time through. Mm-hmm. And then you have a melody that goes over it, and then you come up with, you know, your improvised solos yeah. that that go over the song. Yeah. Whereas with flamenco, it's more like it's more like sections, ah, pequeñas okay. secuencias sí. in español. So if you have this small sections. Mm-hmm. Each song has a section. It might have this introduction section, yep. followed by a verse section, followed by uh, a build-up mm-hmm. where the energy builds up really yeah, high and then reach. close. Yeah. And then after that, there might be a, su- uh, a, a very gentle section. You know, that mm-hmm. then goes builds up again into another big section, mm-hmm. and then it builds up even bigger. And then you have, <laughs> you know, so so you might be one song. Yeah. You know, of, uh, would have many different sections to it, and each section is kind of more or less, hap- you know, if you're going to do one of those songs, say, Allegria, for example, yep. you would have all those same sections. Everyone would have them in an Allegria, But they might right. not always be in the same order. <laughs> Ah, and really? they might, okay, yeah, so. and so that's... I guess, so do you guys the, decide that before? So, okay. Yeah, so do you yeah, it's the, usually arranged. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, the arrangements are usually arranged. Yeah. But at the same time, the flexibility or the improvisation, if yeah. you like, is the fact that when you have a group that knows a lot of uh, sequences mm-hmm. together, those mm-hmm. little sequences, then, you know, someone can throw in a sequence somewhere. Yeah. But that we all know, yeah. and Nick, not necessarily that was going to be there. But we all know that we can <laughs> ah, go okay, there. Yeah, sure. So you know, if you you got to be on the ball, but yeah. you can just catch it, and you're like, oh, they're going there. I'm okay, going. Cool. I know what to play yeah. because of where they're going. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's the awesome. difference. Yeah. yeah sure. That's so it does amazing. take a little bit more of your brain space in a yeah, way imagine. to remember. Yeah, of course. Because it's not just like. Um, like a form that you just keep repeating and improvising yeah. over. Sure, 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 sure. Of course. Yeah, yeah. The form can be, you know,
0: there are different parts of the form, like many, many, many parts. B and yeah. In a C and a D section, yeah, an outro, a, intro. Could yeah. Could be like sure. seven or eight sections yeah, yeah. to the so, song. Yeah. All have names sure. in
1: Spanish. Yeah, yeah. Understand. You know, and yeah. those sections have to usually happen if you like, but mm. not necessarily in any one order. You ah, know. Ah, well,
0: okay.
1: So you can make an arrangement of yeah, but th- one allegria th- that's th- completely. Flipped around all sure. the all the parts. Yeah. You know, start with silencio, yeah, yeah, you know, for example. Yeah, and then go straight into Bordia, and yeah. Then come out of there into the Letra.
0: Yeah, but like I was thinking, so. like when you were saying, that, I say cool. But does that make it challenging for when you guys are jamming? Like, if you get another flamenco player. for example, if you play Gypsy Jazz or you play mm.
1: as a common repertoire. jazz, common repertoire, common,
0: repertoire, common yeah. language, you get together. Mm. Hey, hi, we don't even have to speak mm. the same language. Just grab the yeah. guitar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boom. You know well, know and boom, there is you go. There is a lot,
1: There is a lot of that, especially in the classic music by Paco de Lucia yeah, and that sure. era, you know, yeah. where people may know the, There's the the flamenco, you know. yeah, sure the, yeah, um, and and People, not, the people the may know sections of that, yeah, yeah. you know, or parts of that yeah. but generally, yeah, if you're onto it, you could possibly accompany someone else doing yeah. their falsettos Yeah, sure And then uh, if you have that sense of groove where you can play the groove together yeah. Then, then yeah you can, yeah, okay, cool. it's, it's like then improvising, it rather than improvising over a set form yeah. and then just doing whatever you want mm-hmm. you know, within that form yeah. it's improvising with entire sequences so yeah. I might play one sequence by one guitarist yeah. the other guy you know, I've never met, he's yeah. probably heard that sequence too oh, cool. yeah. so he knows how to back me up on it yeah, and then yeah. he'll play one, which yeah. is from another guitarist and i've heard that before so i can back him up you know
0: yeah, awesome. or
1: or at least i know more or less harmonically where he's going to go and as long as i keep the compass you yeah. know, we can make it work so
0: so can i ask you maybe to share with the guys at home like what's yep. like who, who should they, they listen to in like in spanish music uh, in flamenco or oh. like your top 3 or top, top 5 uh, well, artists there, that you like
1: there are many uh, uh, as you know there's just so I much know, out there, know, there now especially really in the know. modern world but mm-hmm. I think probably a good um, start with flamenco is to go back a little bit, you know, and definitely listen to Paco de Lucia and his era. There's people like Manolo San Luca, yeah. Nino Miguel, um, Serenito. Um, who else would be that era? Uh,
0: you know the famous Probably singer? they're
1: the, they're the famous ones. Camarón, yeah, yeah Camarón de la Isla. Camarón de la Isla. Yeah. He's is a great one. Yep. Was he yep. his
0: guitarist Tomatito? Tomatito yeah. yeah,
1: Tomatito. Yep. Yeah. So okay. Tomatito played and he, also the early Camarón was all Paco de Lucía. Yeah, so, ah, really?
0: Okay, yeah. cool. Wow. Um,
1: so, yeah, cool. yeah, all of that stuff is really good to listen to. And if you go back pre there sort of, uh, you know, 1960s, Tomatito's a little bit later, but um 1960s was Paco de Lucía's generation were yep. young and upcoming you know yep, and uh, and certainly they changed the music into the modern world you know that yep. boom of cultural certainly. boom around the world in the yeah. in the 60s it was it was so big you know in, in the US and England and also in Spain so yeah. they definitely you feel like it. He,
0: he kind of became modern like you know he introduced like electric bass to it, you know like yeah definitely the, cajon. the fusion of yeah.
1: of different instruments so, for sure and yeah. um, i heard
0: there was a brazilian percussionist there Ruben Dante, yeah, 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 yeah exactly quite, he was the cajon From player Bahia, yeah. yeah he created the cajon it was a peruvian instrument Peruvian correct? instrument. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, fascinating. One of the first, I guess, flamenco groups to use cajon was Paco de Lucia. That's fantastic. Um, but you can go back further to people like Sabicas and Nino Ricardo. They were the pre-Paco de Lucia era. Oh, yeah. Who also great um, guitarists. And the Jerez school as well, Moraito. Mm. Uh, Moraito is probably more like Paco de Lucia uh, around. But his, mm. his uncle um, was... Uh, Juan Moreo, I can't remember his name, but anyway, the uncle of Morito was one of the great guitar players of like the 60s and 70s, you know, yeah, yeah. in the Jerez school of, of flamenco, you know, and they have this wonderful power and yeah, yeah. the way they play, you know, so, so there's a lot of people around, but I think those are the, probably the main names, yeah. you, you know, oh, that you wow. could certainly... That's a hell of enough there to to (laughs) go through. A a listen. Yeah, it's quite deep. You know, I felt that when I was when I was studying flamenco when I first got into it. After about five years or so, you know, you'd put so much effort into even getting a little way, Mm -hmm. and it's like walking up to the edge of the abyss. Yeah. And you have to really decide eh? at that time: do you want to jump into the abyss, or do you want to walk (laughs) away and do something else? Yeah, Yeah. Fantastic. And I think yeah, any of us here caught you? the bug. Yeah, you just <laughs> you have to jump in and you just keep going. You know. Uh, and,
0: and you're uh, now composing. you you know. Yeah, I have a lot of music pieces. I've composed. It's so and, would uh, you play one for us? Yeah, sure. Awesome yeah. man, that
1: would be so good. Uh, so, um, all right, I'll. Uh, mm. This one I called uh, "Puesta de Sol," which means sunset, mm. because.
0: Yeah. gorgeous! Oh my God, I felt like I supported transported to you know the Moorish five hundred years ago. Like walking by the Alhambra, that was gorgeous. So, well done, my friends. Yeah, I Beautiful. think
1: you know you just start to incorporate all the things you've learned over the years and put them into things. Yeah. You know, so that's yeah. probably the only thing you can really do is you take all your inspiration from any style yeah, and then you of kind of create. Yeah a style yeah. out of that absolutely. in a way.
0: Yeah, you your own voice, I mean, That's you know?
1: probably the best thing you can do. Yeah. Try to if you compose it's you yeah, it's great to learn other people's music. Definitely. I um it's really hard yeah. to do that actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because yeah because other people are so good, you know? Yeah. Absolutely, but, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so
0: hard, I mean. you know, and
1: that's a good practice, you know, but yeah. in the end I, I really love composing and playing original music because uh it's kind of that's your journey you know and that yeah. sort of so, so says a little bit about who you are and and uh, and it you can see that influence of uh all, all the influence i guess yeah, of what inspired you yeah. to to create something like this yeah exactly. a lot of the time you know you're just sitting there for hours and for hours, hours to working on out, one yeah. little tiny bit you know and
0: yeah it's like what stravinsky said you know like it's 90 percent uh, Perspiration, 10%, 10% inspiration. inspiration. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, but do you, know, um, you know Stravinsky? You know Villa Lobos, the Brazilian yep, classical composer, yep, you know, yep. which I, I love. Yep. But then I had this, this quote from Stravinsky, apparently they were living during the same time, and Stravinsky said, you know, every time I hear a shit song, yep. it's always Villa Lobos. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I there's a bit of competition, you know, in the Russian yeah, and yeah. Brazilian. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 So, it's so
0: Anyway, let's talk about your rock and roll days, because I heard you like, uh, uh, or, like well, touring uh, like, well, with MASH yes. Stacks and...
1: Oh, we did, uh, well, did you, was like, mostly with the... Uh, What's
0: his name? Joe Cocker, is that Yeah, right? we did do a Joe <laughs> Cocker
1: tour back in 1993. Wow, really. that was a bit um, fun. It was a lot of fun, yeah. yeah. It was a big thing in the day, you know. and It's funny, I, my memory is still in my mind of that, yeah. is how oh, big and awesome and. High-tech it was yeah, know? and then recently just last year um, the drummer in our band at the time yeah. put these All these photos up from the tour. Yeah, and somehow he got in touch with the photographer that was taking photos Yeah, and I was looking at the photos of us all as kids, you know and <laughs> thinking, Wow, that's amazing and not only that but more looking at the setup and you know, where we played and everything, yeah. and look at how retro and <laughs> old it looks, you know? <laughs> like 1993, you know, yes, the stage is. and all the yeah. big speakers, you know, yeah. this just doesn't happen anymore. It's I all, know, right? It's all like, but in my mind, yeah, the memory... Was it of like super panel,
0: loud? You know, because right now, oh, I love, yeah. what I hear now, like in, you know, like when you play a big stage, it's still kind of fairly quiet, you know, like you don't need...
1: It's not that, know, that it was loud. Stacks. No, but it was actually amazing sound. Yeah. It, I mean, it was probably pretty loud, but it was a really big space, mm. but you know that the uh, you know, it was a great experience to experience a large concert stage yeah. you know with a large pa because there was like huge side fillers like yeah. like a wall of speakers yeah. and yeah uh, you know, the Marshall uh, amp Whoa. at the back was on 10 <laughs> but I couldn't even hear it
0: wow from wow. the
1: sound coming out of the yeah, speaker wow but yeah. it wasn't that it was loud because yeah. the sound was just so good yeah. it was like you were just this little creature yes, And every sure. note yeah. was bigger than your body well, uh, coming absolutely. at you. So, so it was a great experience yeah. to a have to be good sound, to right be right, right inside right. the music. You know, to be yeah. a, on a on a like a world class yeah. sound level, especially in the old days, I guess. What what a class is the old days now, yeah. <laughs> for for our generation is yep. is the, you know that was the top of the game I guess in the time you know yeah. one of the top stars of the world, yep. and to tour with them was was a great great experience definitely wow. a highlight that I'll never forget, wow. and that was one of the things I'll never forget was that feeling of being just completely, your whole body is enveloped in every note that you play yeah. you know. That was quite an so amazing I'm experience. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't even loud, you know, it didn't feel like it was loud. Mm. And that was the great thing, I think. Yeah. It, it yeah. didn't feel loud at all. It
0: That's was, right, it?
1: Yeah. It was just, you were, you were this little amoeba yeah. inside the sound, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like one little cell, <laughs> You're just one yeah. cell and all these cells were around you, you know. Yeah, It's <laughs> magical, right? It magical. It's magical. so good. Yeah, very good.
0: Well, Cameron, I just want to say thank you so much for Pleasure. being part of yeah. this. It's know? been great okay, to share guys, a little uh, bit enjoy. of my story yep it was super fun yeah uh, should we play one more song yeah sure awesome should we do a gypsy, do gypsy, gypsy one, yeah? guitar yeah. beautiful yeah. yeah get your yeah. baby gypsy thank you baby flamenco guitar for joining us nice color and huh? the red so uh
1: We're gonna do it uh, Joseph Joseph?